It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Loveline Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo, and we're the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. Nearly all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first, and you'll also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. That's right. So if you're listening to our show on podcast, you are late. You're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN Radio. Today on the show, (laughs) (laughs) Matt Hiccups. And mistakes, 20-somethings are allowed to make. (laughs) We've also got a game, a bad joke, Tales of Florida Man, five random facts, things that we love, and more. But first, today is Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, and we've got some holiday, well, a holiday. A holiday. It's Mm -hmm. not really that special. No. Yeah. Yeah. It's Fritters Day. Fritters. Fritters. That's that's all it is. Cherry. That's the only only thing. What is a fritter? A fried pie. So, like McDonald's a pies fried handheld before pie before yes. they try to get healthy and bake them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fried handheld pie. You know, you can get them at, like, the um, gas stations and the little white packaging. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of the word. There's a brand. I can't think of the brand either. Sorry. I can't think. It's Wednesday. <laughs> anyway. Isn't it Hostess? Doesn't Hostess do fried pies? Yeah, yeah it is Hostess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the little white bags you can get. <clears throat> and you can go, I think, to a Wiener Schnitzel still and get a fried apple pie. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Wiener Schnitzel, not a sponsor. We talk about them all the time. We do. <laughs> them tater scoops, y'all. Mm. Mm. Apparently, mm. the chili cheese, there's... There's none like it. None like it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm down for a fritter. Yeah. You know what my favorite uh, fruit, fast food, like fruit dessert thing is? It's not the fried pies, but it's it's pie-like. It's the Arby's cherry turnovers. Oh, yeah. Hot dang. Yeah. Those things are good and huge. They're huge. All right, Donald. They're huge. Um, to me, there's not a whole lot of difference between a turnover and a fritter. I would actually like to Google that and figure out exactly. And what yeah, the turnover might still be fried. I'm not sure. It doesn't come off as super greasy that I recall. I haven't had one in a while, but I know they're thick, and so they kind of come off like a pastry. Yes. As opposed to just a casing around yeah. fruit filling. Uh, and then they got that icing on the top. Mm-hmm. I remember when we lived in Albuquerque, they were testing out a chocolate one. Oh, my gosh. It was good. A chocolate turnover? Chocolate turnover. Mm. Filled with chocolate. 
drizzled with chocolate. It was so good. You just take crescent rolls, <laughs> put Nutella in the center, and bake them. That could work. Mm-hmm. That could work. I'm mm-hmm. in. I'm down. Yep. And then your toaster strudel icing. Yeah. But then my second favorite fast food dessert item was short-lived at Burger King. They had a Twix pie. You know, their pies are like actual slices of a pie, like a oh, that's right. cream, yes. cream pie type thing. They had a Twix one. Oh, I remember My. the Hershey pie. Yeah, they still have that one. I remember when they came out. You remember yeah. when they came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. It was a game changer. Yeah. Burger King doesn't do a lot of things right, but. I forgot that they did those. Those pies are I forgot point. that they did those. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, they had a Twix one, which was, it was addictive. Yeah. I'm glad they don't have it anymore because I'd still be eating them. Yeah. Uh, ready. It is game day Wednesday. We're going to play a round of would you rather. This is one of our classic favorites uh, where we're choosing a would you rather answer and we're trying to choose what most people have chosen. So we're each going to do seven of these. That was a lot of choosing and, and choosey choose 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 choosy moms choose one of these answers. Choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're gonna do seven. Is that good for you? Here you go. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be hairy all over and not be able to shave, or have hair nowhere on your body? Hairy all over. Seventy-seven percent said nowhere on your body. People. That means no eyebrows, no eyelashes. Come on. Think this through. Good grief. See, this is why I don't do well at this game. Would you rather be rich and ugly or poor and good looking? Poor and good looking. Just barely. 53%. Yeah. Okay. So you got one. Uh, you want to... Do you have a pen? Do you want to nope. take these down? I'm actually prepared for this at all. Uh, hey, our shock collars are in here. Oh. <laughs> My That's brother. something we could do for the live show. <laughs> All right, so you got one. <clears throat> All right, would you rather only eat meat or only eat vegetables? Meat. 63%. Good job. Would you rather be... Oh, this is sad. Would you rather be unable to have kids or only be able to have quintuplets five at a time? Quintuplets. Oh, gosh. 51%. Just barely. My goodness. Less than a thousand vote difference. All right. Would you rather be captured by pirates at sea or captured by a wild tribe in the jungle? (laughs) <laughs> Pirates 57% Yeah Okay uh, So we're at This will be number six This will be six Yeah okay uh, Would you rather that your shirts are always two sizes too big Or your shirts are always one size too small Too big 74% Yeah Wow Okay and lastly, would you rather have a high-profile job and no family or have an average job and a good family life? Seems easy. Yeah. yeah. Family. 81%. Yeah, that's a simple one. Okay, I got six out of seven. Well, that's a bummer. 
doesn't bode well for me at all. Oh, oh. There we go. Uh, would you rather be unable to use search engines or be unable to use social media? <sighs> search engines. I don't feel like I use that a lot anyway. Oh, no. 52% really? said social media. Dang. Would you rather be in jail for five years or be in a coma for 10 years? Coma all the way. 56% said jail. Really? Yes. Those people ain't never been in jail before. <laughs> wow. Would you rather talk with future self or talk with younger self? Dang. Mm-hmm. Now that's a that's, hard one. Yeah. Do I want to... Do you want to know? Try and fix the past? Or do I want to know what I need to do to fix the future? <sighs> <laughs> oh. This is a big one. Talk to future self, maybe. I bet that's what other people said. 62%. I think I would have chosen to talk to younger self. I would have chosen to talk to younger self. I don't want to know the future <laughs> because I feel like I would just like that. I would have anxiety right. for the rest of my life. Oh, is is it's an ad. We gotta wait for an ad. Apparently. Hey, these things ain't free. What? I don't even know what this is. DXL. That's a big and tall shop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's where I get all my clothings. <laughs> Everything you- I'm wearing is from a DXL right now. Everything. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather be a deep sea diver or be an astronaut? Oh, oh, gosh. Those come with two very terrifying situations. <sighs> <laughs> deep sea diver? Nope. Fifty-nine percent oh, said astronaut. I'm, am, am I losing? Way, way big time. Seriously, what is the deal with the ad? Another ad? Okay. Would you rather that all dogs try to attack you when they see you, or that all birds try to attack you when they see you? Dogs or birds? What do you want to be attacked by? Every oh time? my gosh. Okay, like, okay, like a dog. You can get up high enough and they can't get you. Bird can get you whatever altitude you're at, right? But if a dog gets you, it's probably worse than if a bird gets you. But depending on the bird, it can poke out your eyes. Dogs can't do that. Oh. Birds? 68%. Hey, I got two think- points. You have one more. <laughs> I think so too, yeah. <laughs> okay. And would you rather be depressed for the rest of your life or be angry for the rest of your life? Wow. Guys. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Depressed, I guess, because I know that would mainly just hurt me while anger would. I mean, depression would hurt more people, but not as violently, I guess. Angry would come out as probably violence eventually. Depressed. I would say depressed. Are you serious? People chose anger. 50-50. Okay, so this comes down to the specific votes. Uh, 91,498 picked depressed. 91,295 picked angry. So I get a point there. Okay. Just barely. Wow. <laughs> 
50, you just 50 see the split. percentages and it's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. Okay, well, you handedly beat me in that, Mo. Big time. That means next week I'm just going to have a challenge for you. Oh. Something new. Oh, Not gosh. a competition. Just uh, show off your talent. Be prepared. <laughs> okay. Let's take it right here. <laughs> when we get back, mistakes 20-somethings can be forgiven for making. But first, Faith and Fandom 180 with Hector Mira. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai, and this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. Going to be talking about a character reveal from Mandalorian Chapter 13, so if you're not about that life, you might want to dip away for about 2 minutes and 40 seconds. Starting in 3, 2, 1, Ahsoka freaking Tano was on this week's episode of Mandalorian. The fan favorite character appeared in live action for the first time. For those who are longtime Star Wars fans but have only seen live action versions of Star Wars, meaning they've never seen the cartoons or anything, the only time they would have even heard Ahsoka would have been in Rise of Skywalker when she was one of the voices telling Rey to rise up. But the reality is for those who have watched the cartoons like Clone Wars and Rebels, Ahsoka is a beloved character and the longtime Padawan of none other than Anakin Skywalker. But she's one of the greatest female Jedi to ever exist. And so it was so nice to see her in the flesh. The reality is though, to a lot of people, she just became real when she actually appeared in physical form on The Mandalorian. You know, some people just think about the animated series and things like that and think, well, they're not real characters until they show up in the flesh. And, you know, I don't agree with that. That's that's not my philosophy or my mind. But to some people, things aren't real until you actually put flesh to them, until you put action to them. And the reality is that may not be true for Ahsoka, but that really is true for us and how we live out our faith. In 1 John 3.18, we see this. Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. When we actually put real flesh and action to what we believe, people consider it more real. Ahsoka has had more screen time as a voice acted animated character than Darth Vader has on any platform. Yet to some people she wasn't real till Rosario Dawson stepped out of the shadows. For some people, our faith will never be real until we actually put action to it. And that's what the gospel calls us to do. Not just be believers and Christians in word, but in action. Remember to catch Faith and Fandom 180 every Wednesday morning on the Back Road Morning Show, only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about what Faith and Fandom does, head over to facebook.com slash faithandfandom, where you can learn more about our podcasts, Comic-Con ministry, memes, and our book series that has seven volumes out with more on the way. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. 
Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. If you're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network, remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours, and we would love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. <laughs> what? The way you ended that just sounded so non-enthusiastic. We'd love to start your day off with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head on over to LTNonair.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable the LTN radio skill on your Echo device and then simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Before we do anything else, I've got five (laughs) random facts for you. Apparently, Matt is going to judge everything that I do today. Are they about fritters? No. Dang it, Mo. (laughs) (laughs) They are just truly random. random, Truly Truly random random facts. All righty. 75% of the world's diet is produced from just 12 plant and five different animal species. I buy that, yeah. Mm hmm. Apple paid a couple $1.7 million for a plot of land that was only worth $181,700. Why? That's where they wanted to build. Uh, Red Sour Patch Kids are the same exact candy as Swedish Fish, but with sour sugar. Yes, I believe that. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, in 2009, Stephen Hawking held a reception for time travelers, but didn't publicize it until after. Mm-hmm. Oh, after it happened. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. 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 Until after it happened. That way, only those who could actually time travel would be able to attend. Nobody no one attended. attended. <laughs> and lastly, the youngest pope in history was Pope Benedict. Pope Benedict the Ninth, who was 11 years old at the time of election, and he is also the only person to have been Pope more than once. So going back to the Stephen Hawking thing, and I've thought about this before. Like, he knew nobody showed up before he advertised it. Mm-hmm. So why did he still advertise it? It's not like if he advertised it, his past would change. Because the past is in the past. It's cemented now. So why still advertise it if nobody showed up? Unless he said it to be advertised. You're not getting it. What are you talking about? I don't think you're understanding. I don't think you're understanding. So (laughs) say that there was a reception today. Yeah. And I'm, I'm holding this reception today. Yeah. Okay. And then... Tomorrow, I go and say, hey, the reception for time travelers was yesterday. Okay. I, too, am going to time travel back to yesterday to see what time travelers are there. But Stephen Hawking can't time travel. Exactly. That's why no (laughs) one showed up. Not even Hawking. I don't think that counts. I don't think it's Stephen Hawking didn't attend. He threw the party. No. (laughs) He wasn't thinking to himself, maybe by tomorrow or next week or whatever, I'll have invented time travel and I can go attend my party too. No, that's exactly what he was thinking. Well, then how does he know nobody showed up if he wasn't even there? Maybe there (laughs) were a bunch of people there, Mo. (laughs) Answer me that. This is a fact (laughs) gone wrong. (laughs) Fact check, Mo. Fact check. It was, yeah. It's a fact. Oh. It's just... Full of nonsense. 
gone wrong. <laughs> I guess when you have a fact about nonsense. It's true. I mean, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Florida man time, guys. We're going to peek in in the world of Florida man and see what's been going Florida on in his man. world. Florida man arrested after strapping down a light pole to his car roof on the highway. The metal pole was longer than the length of his car. Florida man who strapped a light pole to the roof of his car on a highway has been arrested on charges of grand theft. Douglas Allen Hatley, who is 71 years old, and he managed to do this. How did he get it up there? <laughs> was pulled over on a Tampa roadway on Monday after another driver reported that a Ramoon Toyota Camry was hauling a metal pole nearly double the length of the car <laughs> on his roof. <laughs> he said that he found the pole on the ground by the side of the highway and wanted to sell the metal for scrap. Well, of course he did. Yeah, why not? This, like, st- <laughs> 70 year old man. Puts a light pole on his t- Toyota Camry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost called it a Toyota Camry. Toyota Cammy. <laughs> how, how does that even happen? <laughs> he was arrested, charged with grand theft. He's being held on a $2,000 bond. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, see, he should be given an award of some sort. <laughs> this is old Superman. Exactly. With incredible strength. Why are we arresting him? <laughs> Why is no one asking him what his daily diet and workout regimen is? Uh, he has quite a long rap sheet. He's been arrested oh. 48 <laughs> times for grand theft, burglary, and probation violation. So, I mean, no saint. But, uh, hey, he cleaned up the highway for free. So Yeah, I guess so. Getting a head start on the community service. Uh, Florida man holds a dog for a $20,000 ransom. Yeah. Yeah. A man I don't is, like this Florida man. <laughs> a man is behind bars on Wednesday for holding a dog ransom. Jeffrey Paris was arrested on Tuesday after burglarizing a home and holding a pet hostage. According to the Aluchua uh, County Sheriff's Office, Paris stole $15,000 cash, two handguns, Louis Vuitton shoes valued at $1,000, and a Louis Vuitton hoodie-style sweatshirt valued at $900. However, Paris also decided to take the victim's dog. The victim told police the 34-year-old man was holding a pet on a $20,000 ransom. Investiga- investigators say Paris texted the victim for several hours talking about where to drop the money and threatening to harm the dog if the money was not paid. Deputies say one of those text messages read, Will I be playing, uh, will I be playing when I blow the dog's head off with your Glock? I mean, geez, guys. Wow. The suspect also told the victim that he was watching him and would accurately state the victim's location. Deputies were able to find a tracker underneath the victim's vehicle. Okay. When the victim moved the meat up to the next day, Paris raised the ransom to $25,000. At this point, the dog owner was also in contact with the sheriff's office. Deputies took over the victim's phone to talk to Paris and organize the time to drop off the money for the dog. The deputies were able to identify Paris after seeing his car at the drop-off location. And uh, they caught him. They arrested him. He was found with multiple stolen items. Uh, he was charged with armed burglary of a dwelling, grand theft, extortion, grand theft of a firearm, unlawful use of two-way communication device, and convicted felon in possession of a firearm or ammunition. Doesn't say anything about the dog. I don't know if the dog was returned to the owner or what. I have a bad feeling. Yeah. 
Because I feel like if it was a happy ending, it would have said... The dog was returned to his owners. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's move on Why to Why did you goodness. read that one? <laughs> Gosh. Sorry, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know. Start. I like to be kind of surprised by these stories, too, so I don't always read them all the way to the end. Whatever. All right, here's a good one. Florida man known as Salvage Sant... Ow, I bit my tongue. Can I say Okay, guys, I got three new crowns last week, and my mouth is, like, really trying to acclimate to them. Oh, my goodness. I just bit my dang tongue right, oh, just right in it. Oh, just deep in the meat. Ouch. (laughs) (laughs) The tongue meat. Move along, please. Move along. Florida man known as Salvage Santa. Repairs bikes and toys for needy children. Despite the coronavirus. <laughs> coronavirus. Are you okay over there? <laughs> okay, full disclosure, guys. We record, as, as most of you know, we record our morning shows Listen, all in one show. Why shot. are you giving them. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Insider baseball here. Uh, and we've had to do two weeks worth in a row. And so this is like our fifth episode. Uh huh. I'm beat. <laughs> on a on a Friday night. On at a Friday night. Eleven thirty four p.m. It is eleven thirty four p.m. <laughs> as we record this. I'm so tired, and Mo keeps feeding me pork rinds <laughs> that I don't want. <laughs> She's forcing me angrily to it's eat more. It's how I'm staying awake. Okay. <laughs> eat. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Salvage Santa. Despite the coronavirus, a Florida man known as Salvage Santa for his work repairing bicycles and toys for needy children still plans a holiday season of giving. Uh, His name is Mike Jones. He said, this year we aren't going to be doing a big Salvage Santa giveaway. All of the uh, entities that give my toys away for me are going to be doing it themselves. They don't want to get thousands of people together at one time, and the COVID... uh, and the COVID, well, it is frightening a lot of folks. So we are building the toys, we're collecting the toys, and we're giving it to them, so they are going to be giving it away for us. That's really confusing. Yeah, that... Uh, quote there, K-I-R-O-7 News. That was not <laughs> well written. Jones is a former police officer who has donated thousands of bikes over the years, got the idea while working at a department store. He noticed customers returning broken items that needed simple repairs, so he asked the store if he could fix the items in order to give them to those in need, and the store agreed. Uh, Jones said, I think this year is going to be a good year. It's two years after Hurricane Michael, and we are rebounding from that still. So come on out and help the kids. I just wish everybody a Merry Christmas this year. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Uh, he's got like a little workshop with a big old sign that says, The Home of Salvage Santa. Salvage Santa. Mm-hmm. All right. Working around the clock. That redeemed us from right. the... See, Florida man can be nice. Dog killer. Kind of a good Florida man. all right uh let's see here main topic all right what we're talking about today is nine mistakes every 20 something is allowed to make this is actually an article from a relevant magazine and we're gonna kind of go through it and see if we agree so let me let me start with the premise here are are we gonna say whether or not we made those mistakes when we were in our 20s Why not? 15 years ago. Oh, shut up. 
<laughs> Stop reminding me how old we are. I know. It's crazy. <gasps> I, you know what? I'm old. I'm old. <laughs> all right, so it says, truth is, no one has life figured out in their 20s. We're all stumbling along and taking chances to pave the way for seasons of harvest in later decades. Ironically, one of the mistakes we often make is fearing mistakes. Uh, so consider these few decisions that others may perceive as mistakes, but they might not be. All right. So we got nine here. Let's go over the first couple before the end of this segment. <clears throat> Number one, not having a five year plan. People can make you feel guilty for not answering the question of where do you see yourself in five years with a definite answer. Yet the reality is no one has a clear idea for how the future is going to look. Holding our future with open hands doesn't destine us for failure. It can just mean we welcome and embrace the natural spontaneity of life. Mm-hmm. That's a common question, like a job interview. Mm-hmm. Where do you see yourself in five years? You always yeah. fake that answer. <laughs> right? You know. I was never sure how to answer that the question. Real, the real way to answer that is like working my way up in management here. Yeah. <laughs> but the real answer is hopefully far away from this place at a better paying job. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're just a stepping stone. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I, I agree with this one. Uh, I do, too. And honestly, think about five years ago. Are you where you thought you were going to be five years ago? And none of us were where we thought we were going to be five years ago. Preach. Number two, ending a relationship with someone people expected you to marry. Okay. Just because you've been with a person for a significant amount of time doesn't necessarily mean you should settle down and marry him or her. People might make you feel like marrying your boyfriend or girlfriend is the obvious choice, but you can't risk lasting love on what others think is obvious. Uh It might feel risky to break something off after a long time, but you never want to feel like you've settled uh, for a person. Instead, choose to feel a deep, committed love for the person that you marry. There's always a settler in the relationship. Oh, there's Adrian always someone. There's the always settlers. there's always someone that marries up, and by by default, that means there's always someone that marries down. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but now, see, there's there's someone in Deidre's family, you know, who dated the same guy for five, six years, and then all of a sudden, and they were on track to get married, and all of a sudden, over. Right. New boyfriend. They eventually get married. Really quick amount of time. Yeah. But it was the right decision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I understand how strange that is uh, to be with someone, especially when you're, you're coming into a Christian mindset. Of course, you're dating to get married. You know, you're dating someone searching for your spouse. That's, that's always the goal. And so when you're with someone for a long period of time and then suddenly it doesn't work out, you see how people will be like, huh, what you sure? Yeah. <laughs> You sure you made the right decision? See, at decision that point, break? I'm like, who did they kill? We were on a break. Like, <laughs> at, at that point, that's the only thing that. <laughs> who did they kill? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, okay. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do one more here. Okay. Uh, spending your money on a risky yet worthy endeavor. 
People teach you to have a tight hold on your money and make the right, smart investments. I don't like this view because it holds money too tightly. Instead, we have the right to choose matters of impact over income. If we feel an endeavor is worthy, we can put money down for that, even though it might not bring in the best income. Money doesn't have to be the thing that makes an endeavor worth something. I think Dave Ramsey might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Dave Ramsey would have something to say about it. Um, I think, I, 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 I oh, <laughs> this is a bit of a yeah, a bit of a head scratcher, bit of a rough one. I mean, I get it. When you're younger, you you can be a little bit more risky with your money, simply because you have time. Like that's the same thing like when you go in for investments. When you go in for investments uh, when you're young and you're in your 20s, early 30s, they're like, we can take a few risks here and see what pays off and what doesn't uh, because you have you know time still to grow that income. But when you're older and you come in, you're like, all right, we're going to put you in the things that are almost certain to grow. We're not going to take a whole lot of risks. You might not make more money in the end, but you will make consistent growth. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So there's no risk. And so using that same kind of mentality, I can see this. Yeah. But there's uh, also got to be a lot of restraint involved when it the, comes to going yes. overboard. I My my mindset is money comes and goes. That's my honest to goodness mindset. Um does that mean I'm frivolous with spending? No. Does that mean I think that it's okay to just waste my money and not pay my bills and not save or not invest? No, that's not what I'm saying. But I am saying if you have paid your bills, if you have some money in savings, if you've made the right steps, then putting a large amount of money that is extra aside for something that may bring you joy or something that um, seems risky to someone else, you're going to spend it on something anyway. Yeah. Money comes and goes. It's not just going to sit in the bank. As Even with the best laid plans and the best of intentions, that money's just not going to sit there forever. So why not use it on something that may be a, a good long-term decision, but at least in the short term, it's going to bring you some amount of happiness. Yeah. I, I can agree with that. Okay. That's all right. That's all right. All right. So, so far, this list is all right. Yeah. Uh, when we come back, we'll go through the other six on this list. Uh, but first, <laughs> a new nerdy definition. Stick around. Sorry. <laughs> We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways, and you might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or a phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. I'm here to help. Today, we're doing some anime translations. 
There are many phrases and exclamations that you might not completely understand because they're written in Japanese, even in English versions of anime and manga. So, so we're going to give you a quick breakdown of five definitions from five exclamations typically found in anime. Baka! Dummy. Idiot. Stupid. Itai! Ow! Like a cut, you know, bee sting, stab wound, that kind of thing. Nani? What? Urusai. This word actually means noisy, but when said alone, it's typically used in place of shut up. And lastly, zetai, meaning absolutely. Of course, it's by no means nearly anywhere near all of them. But, you know, a little, little starter pack for when you pick up your first manga comic. Remember, you read right to left in those things. Or, you know, watch your first anime. Uh, especially if you prefer subs to dubs. I'm a dub guy. I just don't, you know, I don't like reading. If I want to read, I pick up a book. You know what I'm saying? I'm watching a movie here. Hope this helps. Come back next week for another nerdy definition. Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Mo. And we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. Stay up to date with our shows and enjoy the amazing mix of music we have here all the dang time. Last segment, we started talking about a list of nine mistakes 20-somethings are allowed to make. Uh, according to a, an article from Relevant Magazine. So we're going through this piece by piece. Uh, we did our first three, and so far, uh, yeah, so good. We agree, yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. So let's let's see if we continue to agree with the last six here. So number four on the list is saying no to hanging out with friends on the weekend. Friends can poke and prod you to follow them on weekend escapades, and when you hesitate, they drop, you're going to miss out, like it's a bomb to force you into submission. But this fear of missing out isn't always worth spreading yourself thin. In fact, going out may cause you to be less attentive to the better memories you might form in more familiar situations. Don't let friends fool you with the idea that you'll miss good memories or fail to meet the one by not going out. Instead, practice self-care and listen to what you're up for. When did that stop? Like, I just realized that, yeah, that was a thing. You're going to miss out. And it's not a thing anymore. The FOMO. Like, because there's nothing to miss out on now. Well, not <laughs> just now. <sighs> no, I don't feel like it has stopped. Really? The FOMO thing, the fear of missing out. Well, not, but okay, now I feel like it's something that's an internal pressure, not so much like brought on by your peers. Peer pressure? Yeah. Mm, I feel like it might be based in the circles, it might be an age thing. Maybe that's still a big thing for 20-somethings, and we're just past it. We're, we're in the age of, like, no thanks. <laughs> we can say that without any care. Nah, pretty tired. There's a new Mandalorian. I'm good. Yeah, and your friends will be like, cool, sounds good. Hey, Unless what? it's Hold their on, birthday. Wait, there's a new Mandalorian? Okay, forget it. We're canceling our plans, too. Unless Have it's their birthday. <laughs> Unless it's their birthday. Birthdays are important. 
See, that's where we disagree. <laughs> I could care less about my birthday, oh, let alone your birthday. <laughs> birthdays are important. It is the one day out of the year that is yours. It is set apart for you. It is your mm. birthday. Mm. You and the sure you share it with seven plenty other of other people. people. That yes, I know. Blah 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 blah. But blah 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 blah. <laughs> But typically, within your friend group and within Ugh. your family, typically, it is your day. Listen, we I ain't think, even on the topic <clears throat> anymore. Let's <laughs> take it back. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. yeah. So I agree with that one. <laughs> Number five. Choosing a different career than what others dreamed for you. We've been really snarky to each other at these <laughs> all these shows. <laughs> I yeah, mm -hmm. it's fun though. I bet it's entertaining. I hope it's entertaining because that's what you got, guys. Yeah. Choosing a different career than what others dream for you. Uh, remember this about finding a job. We make the most contribution in jobs we enjoy, and we enjoy jobs in which we feel we are making a worthy contribution. So you can't let others tell you where you'll make the most contribution. The only time you should listen to others is when they tell you of a job that resonates with your passion. If it doesn't, chances are it wouldn't be your best contribution. I don't want to say contribution anymore. Can I just say something? I'm about to get like deep real quick. Deep. Real quick. I just realized that um, telling me like... Ugh, Giving, can you say something? No, I don't think I can. Um, growing up in my childhood, my parents, and remember my parents were divorced and both remarried, so I had two sets of parents. So from all four of them, there was always this pressure of, what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm. What are you going to go to college for? Well, I think that you should be this. I could really see you being this. And they were all very different things. <laughs> and none of them really spoke to me. None of them were like, yes, that is what I want to do. But I did feel this pressure of wanting to make certain of them, certain ones of them proud or not let other ones down yeah, yeah. or you know I'll what I mean? I'll be all four of the things. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be a veterinarian, astronaut, uh, chef. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And here I am at 35 years old just now realizing, okay, I actually kind of enjoy and really find great satisfaction in what I do. Yeah. I think as a mom, I have never once said to my kids, you should do this when you grow up. And I think that's because it was too much pressure on me as a child. <gasps> I know. Yeah. No, I get you. Um, I mean, you know, I had a, the idea in my head of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be a, I wanted to be a high school English teacher. I was yeah. convinced of that. Yeah. And uh, those cards did not come into play at yeah. all. Didn't even finish college. Nothing. And uh, now I, I work in radio. I work in this ministry. I work as a media director for my church. Uh, and I work as a janitor. And of all those things, the only thing I'd like to give up is the janitor position. But all the other positions I love doing. Yeah. And I would be perfectly content doing that for the rest of my life. Mm. Uh, 
and I feel like it's because of this reason. It, it is a, these things are passions for me, and I feel like I'm making a good contribution. Yeah, I said I said contribution. They got me to say it again. Uh, so yeah, no, I get. It. <laughs> so that's a good one too. This list is this list is doing all right. Yeah, it's uh, all right. Number so six, far so good. Number six, marrying at a young age. Ooh, Ooh. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to be fully ready for marriage. So it's okay to get married when you don't have enough money or don't live in the best circumstances. Love isn't always about stuff like this anyways. The love that comes with marriage is about commitment and sacrifice. And if you feel committed enough to make marriage work when money gets tight, then go for it. Money should have no hold on the heart that's committed. So stop pretending like it should. Dang. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were going to get in a little bit. Hot water, but no. That's um yep. Yeah, I agree with this. Agreed. All mm-hmm. right, number seven, having a kid at a young age. Okay. Exactly what he just said about getting married at a young age is what I have told people for years about having kids. Yeah. It's never gonna be the right time. You're always gonna have an excuse. In the same way, you can never be fully ready for marriage. You can never be fully ready for kids either. If you get pregnant at a young age, don't let others make you feel like as if the gift of a child is a mistake. You're not missing out on life by having a child early. You're not going to make that child suffer if you have a tight income. So celebrate children when God decides to give them to you. There you go. Ooh, and that last line, too. That's a dig. Mm-hmm. That's a dig at anybody mm-hmm. who disagrees. Uh, God's the one that decides. Okay. Not you. Okay. 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 Number eight, moving back in with your parents. Okay. You might feel like a failure among your peers, but moving back in with your parents can be a smart financial choice. If this is the choice you need to make, embrace humility and reap the harvest later. Don't let pride and social standing hold you back from this opportunity. Yep. I did it. So did Deidre and I after we were married. Yeah. <laughs> For 11 months, we had to live with, with our parents while we got settled back here in Clovis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you got to do it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not, as long as you're in your 20s. <laughs> if it's past your 20s. If you're 50, moving back in. Yeah. Well, eh, some, some you done did wrong at this point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. That's good. All right. Last one. We're tearing through this list because there's just nothing to disagree with. Yeah. Number nine. Questioning God when you need to. Ooh. Ooh. All right, here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Ooh. Here we go. Here we go. People might make you feel as if you can't question God. But often, stronger faith is forged through the valleys of doubt and questioning. God gives us the freedom to wrestle with him for a reason. Sometimes it's exactly what we need for an authentic relationship with him. So don't feel guilty when your faith is riddled with questions. Instead, wrestle with God. Know him deeper. Ask tough questions and see for yourself just how faithful he is. People will try to convince us that certain actions are mistakes, but our 20s are a time to live boldly and not let the fear of making mistakes hold us back. Yep. And I honestly, that carries out 
past your 20s, to be totally honest, because it just depends on life circumstances and things that are happening. And, you know, your 20s can be very easy and it may be the strongest time in your faith, but then something happens later in life that really jars you. Um, And so then comes a time of wrestling with God. Then comes a time of why did you let this happen? Why, how are you allowing this to happen? You know, I would say don't allow that to just be stuck at. Yeah. That, that, that specifically, that one specifically is one that can come and go throughout your entire life. Mm -hmm. It can happen multiple times in your life. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, like I says, it's not necessarily a bad thing. If anything, it could be an avenue for you to actually get to a better, closer place. Mm -hmm. Uh, cause imagine how bad you are with relationships in general in your life. Yeah. We're going to be that same way with our relationship with God. We're going to neglect it from time to time. We're going to struggle to uh, spend enough time in the word and enough time in prayer. We talked about that uh, last week. Yeah. You know, that, that sometimes it's a struggle to remain faithfully prayerful to, of course, the, the never ending struggle of having a daily quiet time that almost every Christian struggles with at some point, Mm -hmm. you know, these, these are realities that will affect us over time, especially the more lax we get. And sometimes that results in us wondering what's going wrong and having to really fight through it to figure out, Oh, okay. I see now. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's as simple as I need to spend more time with God. Sometimes it's like I need to figure some stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in either case, God is faithful. Yeah. And he will continue to be there for you. Mm-hmm. And we talked about a couple of years ago, we had that Christian music week where each day we talked about a different aspect of the Christian music culture. Okay. And one of the days we talked about Christian artists who have lost their faith and stepped away from Christianity. And I think one of the things that we talked about on there was that this could be a temporary period. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of people struggle with doubt. A lot of people have something happen in their lives that convince them there's, there's no way God could be real anymore. Mm -hmm. But that very well could just be a temporary setback caused by, you know, personal issues, personal reluctance, uh, running away from God. In fact, they might not be convinced that at all that they believe there's no God, but instead they're trying to force themselves to believe this Mm -hmm. because it would be so much easier to not have to try and live up to that standard and try to chase that brass ring of, you know, can I be the perfect Christian that the church has kind of put our mm-hmm. on our backs, <laughs> the culture tries to put on our back. And uh, I feel like a lot of us can go through those times of doubt, too, mm-hmm. where maybe we're wrong. You know, we talk about maybe we're wrong. Maybe God isn't real or maybe he really doesn't care about me. Yeah. Things of that nature. Those are natural things to feel, especially when it comes to. This because it's all about faith. It's all about living with the faith of something that we can't see, something that we can't 100% prove to someone else outside the faith. And it's all about our personal experiences. I feel confident in uh, the fact that I I have no doubt that God is real Mm -hmm. because I've lived through these last, uh, gosh, it's been... 13 years now that I've been, uh, since I've been 
actively dealing with addictions and things that, you know, trying to hand those over. And I've seen the hand of God move in many, many ways that just are too often and too clear to be coincidence, Mm -hmm. you know, too direct and yet simple to be coincidence. And I have no doubt that that was evidence of God actually moving in these situations where man couldn't. And so even though there are times that I struggle with the idea of what God has planned for me or if God is always in my corner, I don't think I've ever, as an adult or even as a 20-something, struggled with the idea of if God is actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know many people who, even to this day, feel like they've lost their faith uh, on Twitter there were quite a few people that I actively talked with along uh, a lot uh, a few years ago that I have gone back and seen they no longer believe. Mm. And to get to that point, I don't know what has to happen. I don't yeah. know what has to happen that, that brings you that far away from where you at least were perceived to be. You know, I, I saw them as genuine, strong believers in the discussions that we had. And then I missed what happened in between. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what to say to those people uh, because it almost, uh, I'm taking this in a lot of directions, I know, uh, but it's almost feels insulting to say to someone who no longer believes in God to say, I'm praying for you. Yeah. You know, that, that kind of seems like a thumb in the eyes, like, well, you might not believe, but yeah, I'm going to pray for you anyway. And then <laughs> what is their response? Keep your prayers don't, to yourself, yeah. you Please know? Don't. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, it's a struggle for everybody. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just all that to round out to say that's that definitely isn't labeled or uh, locked into just 20-somethings, like you said. Yeah. Um, and it's a genuine thing. It's a genuine thing to uh, guard yourself against, too. Don't Don't think that there's nothing that could happen in this world that would make you question. And actively keep searching for uh, knowledge, evidence in your own life, gratitude uh, for things that he's provided for you to keep him in the front of your mind and to keep that doubt away. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's something that the pastor of my church s- oh, talks freely about from the pulpit that, you know, doubt is going to happen. You are going to face doubt. You are going to, that is going to creep up in your walk with the Lord. And that's okay. What's not okay is allowing yourself to get stuck in that doubt and not opening up to anybody else about it. Because when you're in that, that season of doubt, that season of questioning, that season, typically it comes because of something heavy happening, something tragic happening, something out of our control. When you're in that season, you need people to encourage you and to hold you accountable and to uplift you and to pray for you. If we just carry that doubt alone in ourselves, which I think is what so many Christians tend to do because you think doubt is wrong. Yeah. You know, you begin to question your salvation. Well, if I'm, if I'm doubting, then am I saved? You know, was this all a a hoax? Was I just pretending? Doubting is okay. What is not okay is walking in that alone by yourself, having somebody who you can be honest and vulnerable with and who can hold you accountable. 
is most most important to get through those seasons. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, good article. Yeah, I liked it. So, yeah, if you want to check out this whole list for yourself, and uh, there's more in the intro and outro of this uh, explaining everything behind it, uh, go to relevantmagazine.com. The article is Nine Mistakes Every 20-something is Allowed to Make by Neil Samudre. Okay, then. S-A-M-U-D-R-E. Samudre? Samudre? Why are people... I don't understand. By Neil. Why is every person that we mention by name has a weird last name that seems impossible to pronounce? It's by Neil over there at Relevant Magazine. <laughs> you know, you know that guy. You we know, know Neil. Him on a first name remember basis? Neil? Yeah, I remember, remember Neil. Him. I remember Neil. Yeah, it's that guy Neil. He wears those sweaters. Uh huh. <laughs> and that dog, you know. He's, he's remember not that a, dog he had. He's not a fan of Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. We're going to take. Oh no. Hey, wait. Whoa, hold on. We ain't going oh, nowhere yet. That's right. That's it's right. It's bad joke time. Mo's favorite time of the year. I mean, week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, why did the can crusher quit his job? Because he couldn't crush. Because it was so depressing. Okay. <laughs> hey, we got time. Let's do one more. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, why do you tell actors to break a leg? Because they've already broken hearts. Oh. Because every play has a cast. Uh. Ah. <laughs> okay, that wasn't good. One more time. Uh, <laughs> why is Peter Pan always flying? I don't know. Because he never lands. <laughs> I love it. I love bad jokes. <laughs> the people are with me. Mo doesn't like them. Mo rolls her eyes at me, but the people are with me. That's funny. <laughs> People's champion. All right. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we are going to share something that we love. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the live 365 app and favorite LTN radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show as things are winding down for the day. But first, we're going to share with you some things that we love. All right, what do you got, Mo? Um, sparkling ice... Caffeine. Huh? 
Yep, I know. I was supposed to um, have it looked up by now. <laughs> so is this the same brand that makes those like weird yes. sodas that are... No, the weird carbonated waters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're similar. So, things. yeah. Because they're not like they're not like the bubbly or whatever. Like it's full of flavor. Like there's a yeah. lot of flavor. The carbonate. I think Sparkling Ice is one of the very first carbonated water brands that came out. Sorry, I just burped. There's a few that I like. <laughs> what? There's a few of them that I like. And they come in the bottles, not the cans. But the Sparkling Ice caffeine. Is newer. Okay. What? You're looking at me weird. No, it's just my face. Oh. <laughs> when I'm tired. <laughs> the sparkling ice caffeine comes in a can, a nice tall. Like an Arizona tea kind of yes. size. Okay. Yes. And it has caffeine in it. But what but is it? But it's sparkling water. Oh, so it's still sparkling water. It's still sparkling water. Has caffeine. I was trying to see how many calories it is, but I can't find it. Anyway, it is my, like, one o'clock. I have hit my limit. I'm mm. about to die. Lifesaver. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. And Walmart used to have them, but, you know, Walmart is out of stock Stinks. of everything right now. Yes. And SNS over here across the street, which is also right down the street from my the school that I work at, They've they got, got them. They got them unlocked for you. They got That's them. That's good. I know. They're so good, too. All right. My thing is uh, the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special on Disney+. Plus. For those of you who are familiar with the actual Star Wars Holiday Special, which was terrible and just awful. Everybody hated it. Uh, so much so that they tried to never release it on video. But it just got bootlegged. <laughs> I actually bought a copy at a comic convention <laughs> from a bootlegger. <laughs> okay, then. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's terrible. It's absolutely awful. But the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special is fantastic. It's probably going to be lost on kids, though. I mean, it's obviously made for kids because it's yeah. in that style, but. But not. Deidre and I watched it because we watch everything like that to make sure there's nothing too intense because our youngest kid gets freaked out easily these days. Uh-huh. And uh, so we watched it and we're like, this is hilarious because it's the characters from the newer movies and uh, Ray actually like finds some special Jedi stone thing that actually lets her travel through time. And so what winds up happening is she keeps falling into different scenes from different movies from the Star Wars past. Interesting. And it's fantastic. And then they all start kind of colliding. And then the ones in the, the bad guys in the past are figuring out what's going on and try and get the key. It's really great. It's fun, fun thing. A lot of nostalgia, a lot of inside jokes from classic movies. Uh, really fun. 47 minutes of pure fun and uh, a lot of good laughs. It's very fun. But again, kids probably actually won't really care for it all that much. Uh, unless they're really into Star Wars already. Okay. But as an adult, very much enjoyed it. They uh, redeemed themselves for Halloween specials. Okay. That's what I got. That's what I got. All right. Uh, Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Bible verse for the day is 2 Corinthians 10, 3. 
For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all that we do online at lovethynerd.com. We've got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you would like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnonair.com. Uh, Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And don't forget that you can select Love Thy Nerd as your charity of choice on smile.amazon.com, and that gives LTN a small kickback from your purchases, uh, especially during this holiday season where I'm mm-hmm. sure you're going to be doing a lot of purchasing on Amazon uh, at absolutely no extra cost to you. Uh, make sure you're following us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the back row morning show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, Amazon podcast, subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review something along the lines of it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> join us tomorrow morning for back row rewind as we bring you a classic episode of the Morning Side Hug where I shared the 10 things I would tell my 15-year-old self from my birthday earlier this year. Hear it right here on LTN Radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. And Matt and I will be back with new episodes next Monday. Have a great day. Mo, final thought. I am so tired. Woo! And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Nerd.